Welcome to the Expansive Astrology Podcast, where we look at using astrology beyond the tropes and horoscopes to tune into the natural forces around us and within us, honoring our true nature to craft our future. I'm your host, Melissa, the self-care witch, and I'm here to help you meet your magic. Without further ado, let's begin this week's episode with a tarot reading for the collective. Hi! Welcome back to the Expansive Astrology Podcast. Today is episode 42, and I have a very exciting episode for you today. Kind of a different tone to this episode, in a way. I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of not sure how it's going to go, and I feel a little bit like nervous about it. Um, This week, I want to wrap up not only Pisces season, but also the entire year, (laughs) the entire year of expansive astrology the way I see it. This is like that final push or the final moment, (laughs) the final week of exploration of what it means uh, to be in a season of self-undoing. This is the final week of self-undoing before we burst into the new astrological year with Aries season, which if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, uh, you know how how much I love Aries season and how excited I am for that. And Pisces helps to set us up for the medicine that Aries brings. So I want to squeeze all the juice out of Pisces energy before we step into a new zodiacal year and a new season. Along with that, I have some things I've been wanting to tell you. (laughs) Um, I am going to make some adjustments to the the podcast. Uh, There has been a lot going on in my world. Like not only am I pregnant, but um, there it's a complicated pregnancy turns out. And, um, there's a lot going on in my world and I want to share some of it with you. And it also means that I have to change some things about the way that I'm working. And I don't even know yet exactly what that's going to look like. Uh, but I do want to chat about it with you. I want to give you a little heads up. So we're going to get a little more personal in this episode than I normally do. I'm hoping that I can, um, kind of keep it a little more raw than usual, a little less edited. Uh, I'm all about that authenticity, you know, so uh, here I am being pushed to share, being pushed with that a little bit, being um, guided to deepen that. (laughs) Damn. My word for this year, if you don't, if I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but for 2023, my word for the year is depth which is not necessarily a word I wanted, but it like came up and I just was not allowed to choose anything else. (laughs) If you know what I mean? Like, um, I was like told that my, my word this year is depth and, um, already like I keep seeing it come up and I'm like, Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, yep. There it is again. (laughs) Like already. (sighs) Yikes. So stick around. Um, We're going to find out together what this episode is going to be like. (laughs) Uh, But as always, first thing is first, I have a collective tarot reading for you, a four card spread based from Lindsay Mack's soul tarot. We're going to talk about what's present for us this week, what we're learning and what we can anchor into. This is a reading for the collective. So if you're hearing this, I trust that you're meant to hear it. So really stay open to seeing how these things may play out for you over the week to come. So first off present for us is the 10 of cups supported by the sun. And that is like so beautiful. And I'm recording this today is um, like daylight savings day. So it's the first day where the sun is going to be out until like seven or eight o'clock. Like, yes, maybe we lost an hour of sleep, but we gained so much more. And I just think it's really beautiful that the Ten of Cups and the sun are here today, uh, right on the cusp of spring, like 
Mm, right. As we're like, we're still doing the shadow work. We're still doing this work of self undoing, which can be really difficult and, you know, not the most pleasant, not the most pretty. And receiving cards like the Ten of Cups and the Sun is just um, so beautiful and like such a um, a welcome balance, if you ask me. So neither of these cards mean sunshine and rainbows and everything is going to be pleasant and happy. N- not exactly. And I know I've read the Ten of Cups on the podcast in an episode very recently, so I might keep this somewhat brief, unlike usual. (laughs) Usually I go on and on and on about these cards, (laughs) but I might keep this kind of brief. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm speaking way too soon, but the the 10 of cups is not saying that everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows. It is saying that we can cultivate the ability to be present for, for every rainbow that we see. Because like when you think about it, rainbows are kind, they can be, they can become really mundane right? We see them all the time. They're the same every time. It would be easy enough to, um, you know, just be like, oh, a rainbow or not notice it at all, but like really to, to write off that moment. Or we can really learn how to squeeze all the juice out of that moment to pause and, um, marvel at what the rainbow is and, and all that it represents to you. Um, they are beautiful and they're not mundane or they don't have to be. So the Ten of Cups is all about cultivating the ability to, um, it's kind of like being with the silver linings in life, like always stopping to smell the roses, always finding the silver lining, appreciating every rainbow, every sunset, appreciating every moment your kids aren't bickering and fighting like romanticizing the fuck out of your life Mm -hmm. that's the ten of cups and it's it's you know it's a very um, glass half full optimistic card and it's not about um, bypassing or suppressing ignoring the hard things it's not in any way fake or or it's not about toxic positivity, but rather it's about making sure you're available for those moments, making sure you're awake and willing to really be in the beauty that life does offer, even in the midst of, um, you know, really tragic, really terrible, tough times. There's always a sunset. Or if it's a particularly gloomy day and there isn't really a sunset, um, there's always a tree or a bird or a meal or a glass of water or um, a pillow to lay your head on, right? There's, it's about cultivating the ability to always be able to find something to um, enjoy and romanticize in life. Never missing the joy in life. And that is this week, it's supported by the sun, which again, isn't necessarily saying that there's going to be sunshine and it's going to be a happy time. But the sun is Leo energy and it's actually one of the last cards before we complete the fool's journey. So it does take, you know, this, it takes a lot of skill and experience and It is like one of the last foundational steps before we reach like enlightenment (laughs) or ascension if you if you want to look at the world card that way but the sun the sun asks us are you showing up as you truly are the sun is all about like seeing yourself really seeing yourself as you are authentic and raw and uh, primal and childlike and allowing yourself to shine in the full force of what you are. It's about really seeing ourselves. It comes after the moon card where we can't really see quite as well and we're kind of in the dark and we're invited to surrender to that 
to surrender to the unknown and, you know, kind of like follow guidance or intuition. The sun, on the other hand, we can see and we're awake and willing to see very clearly who and what we are. And like secondarily, where there's like a willingness to be seen as well, but it always has to start with us. It starts with the courage to let yourself show up and shine in the full force of what you are. Showing up as you truly are. Not what others think you are, not what you're expected to be, not what you have been previously, but like really, truly, fully you. The sun card is about like having the freedom to fully show up as yourself. It's Leo energy. And that requires that shadow work that comes from Pisces season and comes from like the moon card and um, the tower card, which was not which is only a few cards before the shadow work, the root work, the like deep excavation of um, what am I? Who am I? What exists in the shadows, right? Some of the things that we talked about last week, the things that we wish we could discard um, about ourselves or from ourselves. (laughs) That work is what allows us to do this sun work um, more fully, more truly. It enriches our work in the sun card, you know? So that's all present for us this week. And what we're learning is the Ace of Swords, which I pulled for myself earlier this week. So I just think that's kind of interesting. Um, The Ace of Swords as a lesson. (laughs) This is where we're invited to befriend the brain to engage with the brain in a new way in a more helpful way a healthier way hopefully the swords according to soul tarot are about the brain and its stories so there's there's a lot to unpack there and from the ace through the king in all these different ways, we're learning what it means to engage with the brain in a healthier, more empowered, more effective way. And the ACE is really the start of that. And I really think depending on where you are in your journey with the swords, depending on where you are in your journey with your brain, and your brain chemistry and the stories that it tells. I think this kind of looks different for everyone, depending on where you are in your path, right? And wherever you are, the invitation is to have an active relationship with your brain, where it's not just operating and um, bringing you into... A relationship with your brain where you know that it doesn't always tell the truth and you're very aware of how it operates and and what its like go-tos are and a relationship where you know that you don't always have to take it, every invitation that it brings you into. Your beliefs are not facts. Your brain does not operate in favor of your expansion necessarily, but your brain more so operates in favor of keeping you safe and secure. And for most of us, what feels safe and secure is to be small and quiet. In the Ace of Swords, we're starting to learn what it means to utilize the brain in a way that supports our expansion and doesn't just keep us in contraction. A lot of work. It's a lot of fucking work. We don't really have control over our brain chemistry. We often don't have control over um, its reactions, our automatic thoughts or, or intrusive thoughts. Like it's not about, it's not about controlling it, but how do we relate to it? And can we learn how to relate to the brain in a way that is more supportive and a little more gentle? 
just for a quick anecdote, I remember being in my early 20s and sitting in a counseling office and being like, if I didn't have this anxiety, I would make a fool of myself in front of other people. I remember sitting in a counseling office and being like, if like my anxiety helps me, it keeps me safe. If I wasn't terrified of what other people thought of me, then I would then <laughs> then I would act so silly like um it really my brain was convincing me that I had to be anxious that the anxiety was like a safety feature and that felt so true for such a long time and it took a lot of work a lot of sword work to loosen up on that belief and to learn that like the anxiety wasn't helping me and that there was a different way to relate with my anxiety. There was a different way to relate with my brain and there was a different way to relate with the world that was still safe, but was less contracted and more expanded and more brave and more authentic, more courageous. What we're learning this week is the Ace of Swords. And given all of that, our anchor is the queen of swords. And when that one fell out, I was like, ooh, okay. The queen of swords feels kind of like a happy balance of what I've already said. It's like this mixture of the ace of swords plus the 10 of cups sun combo. The way I see the queen of swords is like, first off, don't mess. <laughs> Do not mess. With the, with the queen of swords. She's got a big old sword. She is not afraid to use it. She's the queen of healthy boundaries. She's the queen of using her voice and her brain in a way that is protective and effective and just the queen of boundaries. And she also, she represents cardinal air, which is Libra energy. And Libra is such a friendly like lovely, loving, open, beautiful sign. Libra is ruled by Venus. So I like to say that the queen of swords is the queen of boundaries and beauty. The queen of boundaries and friendship. And you really, uh, you can't have one without the other. Friendship requires boundaries. It requires honesty and truth with how you're using your voice and your tongue. It requires you to like share your brain with the people you're relating with, right? So the queen of swords has this giant sword held up right in front of her face. And also a hand is outreached like beyond the sword. Her other hand is stretching out, reaching out past the sword, like welcoming very welcoming but also it's very clear where you stop and where you where where you're about where the boundary lies so as an anchor this week we're invited to embody that idea embody that energy the queen of swords knows not to give too much of herself she knows that setting boundaries and speaking her mind is one of the most healthy and helpful and compassionate things she can do to nurture her relationships. I'm going to say that again. Setting boundaries and speaking your mind is one of the most compassionate and loving things you can do for the state of your relationships. Anchor into that as a truth. Anchor into that knowing. Anchor into what it means for you to be a nurturer of boundaries and beauty using that energy as an anchor will support you while you're learning the ace of swords and it'll support you in really being present to the ten of cups and the sun mm, that's our tarot reading this week i really like that one i hope that it feels um, helpful and medicinal for you as we move through this last week of pisces season now, let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk about the expansive astrology. I want to wrap up P Pisces season. I have some invitations for you, some suggestions on how to wrap up the, the astrological year before we step into the next one. 
If you have followed Expansive Astrology for all 12 seasons, hey, (laughs) thank you. Congratulations. I see you. Uh, Thank you for being here. I hope that you find it just as medicinal and exciting and helpful as I do. Uh, I, you know, this is what expansive astrology is all about. I've taken all 12 of the seasons and really looked at how each of them serve as like 12 little windows into different aspects of our life, different aspects of our being and, and in, (laughs) and within each of those 12 seasons, each of those 12 windows, I teach you how to really lean into Um, the energetics and the invitations that this season brings so that we can deepen our understanding of ourselves, deepen our understanding of our purpose here, deepen our understanding of of how to show up more fully and healthily and, um, you know, hopefully craft a really fulfilling life. That's the goal, right? That's the dream. Now, here we are at the end of the zodiacal year, ready to reflect on everything that's come before. I think it's really important to reflect on where we're coming from, especially because Pisces like tells us to. Pisces is about seeing ourselves, all of it, all of it the depths and the light, the shadows and the light. However you want to look at it, it's the season of self-undoing. It's often associated with addiction and escapism. And I think that's because of how difficult it can be to dive into the depths of our being and hold all of it and see all of it and see the truth, especially when it's dark and difficult. It's about swimming in both directions, right? If you know what I mean. Last week, Um, I scratched the surface, (laughs) I just scratched the surface on beginning shadow work and what it means to look at our shadow and like assimilate our shadow. Now let's use that honesty and that fullness and the sun card, which is present for us this week, to look at what the last year has held for us, what the last 12 seasons, the last 12 moons have looked like for us. It's like an energetic new year. And 2022 was a year of the lovers, the lovers card in the tarot, where we're learning how to love and be loved no matter what is going on outside of us, no matter what is happening externally, like internally meeting those needs. The lovers teaches us how to like take personal responsibility for our need to be loved the lovers taught us, the lovers year 2022 taught us how to show up for ourselves no matter what. So let's really embrace this energetic new year. Let's use the medicine and the magic that Pisces energy brings as difficult as it can be. Let's embrace and really reflect on um, this an energetic new year. So I want to list the 12 seasons and remind you of what their invitations are, what those 12 windows represent in expansive astrology so that you can reflect um, in 12 different ways what has the last year brought you. But first, I want you to revisit that phrase for Pisces season, I believe blank. Before we wrap up the year and enter into the next, take some time to really be with this phrase, I believe. What is it that you believe? Don't think about it. <laughs> it's not, I know. It's, I believe. Really explore and name the beliefs that you hold closest to you. What do you believe? What exists in your foundation? Reflect on your beliefs and what you are going to be taking with you into this energetic new year. And after all, 2023 is the year of the chariot, where we are 
choosing what to leave behind and what to bring with us. We're choosing what to graduate from and what to upgrade. So take some time to really list out where you are now. What are you taking with you now? What do you believe now? And we will build upon that at next week's moon meetup and also in next week's episode. But for now, what do you believe? Touch in with that, open your heart to that, because I want you to reflect on what I'm going to share with you next from that really open, um, truthful, raw, heart-based place. Okay, now take a moment which each of these next 12 windows I'm going to remind you of or tell you about and take a moment and think like, what did that look like for me? Check in with like, where am I with this at in this season of my life? A little reflection, a little celebration, uh, really lean into it. All right. This also serves as Um, a preview of what's to come in the next year. (laughs) And I love it. So first off, we have Aries, which the phrase for Aries is I am. And it rules the first house of self. So with expansive astrology, we learn what it means to become the emperor of your own life. Explore how you take up space and how you use your voice and how you honor yourself and what you are. I am. It's one of my faves. And then we move into Taurus season where the phrase is I have. Taurus invites us to stabilize ourselves and tend to our foundation it's the sign of safety security and stability and cultivating pleasure in Taurus season you explore your innate gifts and you connect to your wise inner teacher connect to your resources and what is available to you to really like strengthen and establish some foundation. Next, we have Gemini, where the phrase is, I think, and the theme is communication. In Gemini season, you explore how you seek connection, how your relationships are reflections of yourself, We explore how we communicate things and how we bring our magic out and through us and into the world. And then we move into cancer season. The first water sign of the year, where the phrase is, I feel, and the theme is home. So cancer invites us to find a sense of home within ourselves, to be with our gushy insides, to find comfort with feeling all, everything that needs to be felt. And we explore how we protect our soft, vulnerable insides. Next is Leo season, where the phrase is, I will. And the theme is creativity. In Leo season, It's time to shine. Leo invites us into shameless self-expression and unmistakable pride. In Virgo season, the phrase is, I analyze. And the theme is service. Virgo invites us to return to our inner knowing with diligence and presence and trust and respect. Virgo helps us explore how we can operate even more effectively. It helps us really ground in and get real and practical and effective in how we are living out our um, soul purpose, living living our expression of self. It, it helps us get practical about how we are meeting our goals. Next is Libra season where the phrase is I balance and the theme is partnership. 
Libra seeks beauty and balance and justice and partnership. So with this energy, we explore how you connect with others, how you honor your inner beauty. Next is Scorpio. For the phrase is, I desire. And the theme is regeneration. Scorpio invites us to look deep within and shed old skins. We explore what needs to die to make way for the new. And we explore our deepest desires and taboo topics and how we protect ourselves. In Sagittarius, which is the final fire sign of the year, the phrase is I see, and the theme is exploration. Sagittarius invites us to implement the work we've done thus far to really shoot for the stars. And then in Capricorn, where the phrase is I use, we again root down with some practicality in how we are shooting for the stars. Capricorn brings practicality and skill to those dreams that Sagittarius helped us explore. And then in Aquarius, the phrase is I know. And it's time to get real authentic and a little bit weird. (laughs) Aquarius helps us with congruence and your unique imprint on the world around you. And then finally, (laughs) we reach Pisces season where the phrase is, I believe. And the theme is self-undoing. Emotional Pisces invites us to explore all that we've learned throughout the year and how to make friends with our shadows, how to surrender to the unknown and honor our intuition. 12 seasons, 12 different aspects of what it means to be a human here. 12 opportunities to know ourselves and empower ourselves more fully, a little more deeply. So, I don't know about you, (laughs) but it has been quite a year for me. And I always think it's really symbolic and important to really honor and acknowledge these sorts of thresholds between energetic years or even season to season. (laughs) Well, (laughs) speaking of energetic thresholds, (laughs) um, I am and my work is about to step into a bit of a transition or a threshold, if you will. I don't know, that wasn't as smooth of a segue as it all as it started to, as it sounded like at first. <laughs> but like I mentioned at the beginning, I do want to spend a little time before I wrap up for the week um, just letting you know where I'm at, where I've been, how things have been for me, and uh, what you can expect from me um, in the future. And I've like made mention of probably most of these things um, here and there over the past couple of weeks. Um, But there's a lot I've kept um, very private and I'm still even even right now as I'm about to share things, (laughs) I'm still not too sure um, how much I'm going to share. I'm not not too sure. Well, yeah, I don't know. And I obviously share a lot of myself and my life and what I'm going through um, on the internet, whether it's through this podcast or um, just my other social medias. Like, I'm usually not too afraid to be pretty straight up and honest with what I'm going through. But I haven't done a whole lot of that in this, um, like, medium yet. I've really created like a structure for myself with the expansive astrology podcast and, um, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but there is a lot going on for me in this, um, season of my life. And, 
there are some things about the way I've been operating and working that are just um, unsustainable or it's just not the time. Um, I'm really needing some more space right now. And like, that's really (laughs) hard for me because I really love all the work that I do and I really believe in it. And I really want to give so much more and like my list of ideas and my, you know, the list of things that I want to create and put out there. And, um, it's like endless. It feels fucking endless. Um, and that's such a good problem to have, you know, where I'm just like overwhelmed with inspiration and ideas and, um, and I've been putting a lot of, a lot of pressure on myself to like do do all of it um to make space for all of it to get like all of it done um and I'm freaking I'm pregnant right now (laughs) I'm due with a baby in just a few months and I think that was in some ways kind of adding to the pressure of like I need to really grow all of this stuff I really need to like pour so much into it I need to do this and this and this and this um before the baby comes (laughs) and um you know in some ways the baby's already here (laughs) so like it's like not the time for that (laughs) um and like just last week um I like was adding more to my to-do list um some of you may have noticed that I uploaded um I think what I called the tarot bite or a tarot snack onto um onto my YouTube channel after uploading the full episode. I just uploaded um, the tarot portion of the episode because I thought that that might be helpful and useful for people to just have the weekly tarot reading if they don't want to listen to the entire episode. Although I do hope that you listen to the entire episode, but (laughs) that's beside the point. I thought it would be helpful, but it, it adds a lot of work. It adds a lot of steps to my week. And um, one day that's how I totally want to operate that way. Uh, but like today is not that day (laughs) and it's not going to be anytime soon. You know, I'm going to, um, really want to take a lot of time and space to welcome my new baby into the world and to, um, um, allow my whole family to adjust to being a family of four, which I'm so excited for. I, I like cannot believe it I am so freaking excited uh and like I'm not giving myself I'm not setting myself up to do that um not only that but we found out earlier this month um that there's a complication to the pregnancy uh I'm healthy and the baby's healthy um and it's a complication that can hopefully be resolved um, in time. And as far as complications go, it is um, a really like lucky complication to have, I guess. Or it's like not a terrible thing, but there is a lot of like ri- risk and um, fear here um, because of it. My goal, my dream, is to have a home birth. I want to go to f- to forty weeks or however long my baby and my body decide is appropriate, and I want to have a safe, healthy, empowered, beautiful birth at home with the people that I have hired and chosen, and um all of those preferences <laughs> are at risk because of this complication and um there's a chance that um i would need to be induced and give birth in a hospital and possibly have like a nicu stay for the baby and um that scares the hell out of me It feels like all of my choices are being taken from me and 
we're in this place of like in between we're in this place of not knowing in the last four weeks I've been talking about the hanged one and surrender and surrendering to the unknown (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) uh that's been really put into my put in my face you know not to mention last month my toddler was in a cast (laughs) and I totaled my car and for only a few months now um, I have had no contact with my mother which I know I haven't talked about on here (laughs) Uh, there's a lot going on and um, it's the end of my Saturn return, too. Um, my Saturn's in Aquarius. So I'm really, really, like, <laughs> all of that said, like, it's been it's been really heavy. And um, I don't want to gloss over that, but I also kind of do. <laughs> I kind of do want to gloss over it. It's been really heavy. It's been really hard. I've been incredibly challenged. My mindset has been incredibly challenged. Uh, there's been a lot. It's just been, it's been a fucking lot. Uh and I am really hopeful that like, uh, that it being the end of my Saturn return and, um, that I do have a chance to, um, still have a healthy home birth. Uh, I'm really hopeful. I, I, there's, there's a lot of hope here. Um, there is a lot of empowerment and a lot of power. And there's also a fucking lot going on. Okay. And like, even if it wasn't for like all of those kind of complicated circumstances, uh, with my mom and, you know, and the cast and the car, you know, even if it wasn't for those things, just being pregnant and being, um, preparing to welcome another baby into our family, like that in itself is, uh, plenty. (laughs) That in itself is a lot, right? So, all of that to say, I need to slow down. I need to focus in. I need to take space. I need to refine where what I'm um, giving myself to. And I need to take some fucking pressure off of myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hope you understand. So here's what I think that's going to look like. My goal is to give more of myself more fully to fewer things. <laughs> so first off, that means um, my body and this pregnancy and my family and th- and this baby. And that's, that's always been the first thing, right? But uh, it's time to go deeper. Next is my work with my clients and um, my moon meetups and my Meet Your Magic members. I want to take my work deeper with the people who are here and the people who are already working with me. I want to uh, respond to my emails sooner. <laughs> you know, I want to take the moon meetups um, and, and turn those up a notch. I want to make sure that I'm I'm taking time to educate myself and read and devote myself to my own practices and doing the things that will bring my work deeper. I told you my my word for the year is depth. And I have a thriving coaching practice. So much so that I can't advertise my coaching anymore because uh, I have a wait list and I don't really want that. I don't want people on my wait list for months and months and months on end. So uh, like I am so fucking grateful for to my clients, my one-on-one clients. My coaching practice is uh, it that that is like what sets me on fire is working one-on-one with people and I want to deepen my work there first. And then next is the podcast, the Expansive Astrology Podcast. Uh, And if you didn't know, (laughs) uh, this podcast, it takes a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of hours. And actually, um, I can't believe 
that I've been able to devote this much of myself to the podcast for 42 weeks in a row now, 43, 43 weeks in a row now, like that's bananas. Uh, and I'm really proud of myself and I, I really believe in it. I really believe in what I have here and I love doing it and I love bringing it to you. I love that it's helpful to you, but it's too much, um, at least right now. So my plan for now is to do one episode per month, one episode per season for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, at least through, um, my initial postpartum, it might be for this entire astrological year. Uh, I, I don't really know. Um, and there might be times where I do more than one per season, right? But, but my, <laughs> I probably shouldn't even be saying that. <laughs> Melissa, no. <laughs> less work, Melissa. Less work. The point is less work. I'm already like, eh, maybe a little bit more. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to try to stick to one episode per season. And I hope that that'll allow it to feel deeper. I just want to bring more depth to these things. I feel like I'm stretching myself so thin and it's, it's not working. It doesn't feel good. There's not, um, the type of, there's not enough flow. Like I want, I want this work to flow better for me. And, um, it's time that I listen to, um, the several cues that have been telling me, like, it's time that I listen to that. Time that I heed the call um, and pump the brakes just a little bit. This does mean that I will be bringing a lot more to the moon meetups. So if you like what I'm doing here, make sure you are signed up for the Meet Your Magic monthly membership for your all access moon meetup pass. And make sure you've joined the Expansive Astrology Facebook group because I intend to go deeper there too. Uh, it's kind of been dead for a while, but I want to keep expansive astrology alive. And since I won't be giving as much to the podcast, I'm going to be giving in those other ways, right? I'm going to be giving expansive astrology in the moon meetups and in the Facebook groups. And uh, if if that's something that you want to keep up on, especially starting from Aries season, like... I have a few of you, a handful of you who have been with me from Aries season to Pisces season, um, you know, a couple, two years for two years now. And each season as they unfold, they really build upon each other. So it's so fun to start from Aries and um, work through all 12 seasons. I'm, I'm, this is hard for me. It's hard for me in some ways because uh, I don't want to step back from my work. <laughs> I want to do more work. Uh, but it feels, I'm like trying to trust it. I'm trying to trust that call and it feels like I'll be able to bring more in a way, even though that's like contrary to the goal. <laughs> um, I really think, I don't know. I really hope that that's kind of what's going to unfold, you know, but the goal is spaciousness and to like take some pressure off of myself. And um, I think this is the way to do it. So uh, thank you for listening to that. Um, as much as I value authenticity and I really like strive to be transparent and, you know, pretty shamelessly human. Uh, I also, you know, it's like really heavy stuff and it's stuff that I'm, currently waiting through like it's stuff that I'm it's just so present for me um it's harder to share those those things you know when it's still really fresh <laughs> uh so I appreciate you hearing it um I appreciate well wishes and um positive positive vibes and prayers um Again, like, I am safe and my baby's safe, uh, but, and I'm thankful that, like, medicine exists and medical intervention exists, and my goal is to have um, as few interventions as possible. My goal is to have a healthy home birth. It's, like, incredibly, it feels very important to me, so... Uh, 
And then, of course, the stuff with my mother is like, it's difficult. It's really, that's <laughs> an understatement. It's like incredibly painful. It's really heartbreaking. It's really hard for me. Uh, I'm in a period of surrender. <laughs> and we'll see how it unfolds. Um, so these are just things that um, are harder for me to be transparent with, at least at this point. But they are so present and they are so real and uh, they're impacting my work. And um, I want to be honest about that. Um, And I want as many people rooting for me and and this little baby as possible. So, um, so on that note, let me just say one more time, like, thank you for hearing me. Um, Thank you for being here. I hope I hope that my work here serves you in some way Um, because you being here and your love and support certainly fuels me. Uh, I love you so much. Um, Here's a reminder that my next moon meetup is Sunday, March 19th for the first new moon of the astrological year for the new moon in Aries. So it's going to be a big one. I'm super excited for this one uh and i will see you sometime next week for the aries season episode of the expansive astrology podcast until then thanks for being here have a good week take care bye now before you go Let me keep your ear for just a moment. This week's episode is brought to you by www.theselfcarewitch.com, my bread and butter, where you can find more information on my current courses, offerings, and other fun ways to connect with myself and yourself. If you enjoyed this episode and you dig what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and leave a review. It helps so much. And if you'd like to connect with me, head to theselfcarewitch.com. I'd truly love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.